This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fifteen years on up, uh, a great deal of my thoughts were uh, basically unshareable. We are all evil in some form or another. Yes, I am not a hundred percent, but I am evil. My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. This is Serial Killing, a podcast. Welcome to Serial Killing, a podcast's October extravaganza. This month, I will be releasing some bonus podcasts slash videos throughout the entire month. Some will include our most beloved horror movie villains, killer moms, and strange stories. If you enjoy these for October, please subscribe, like, share every little bit helps. Our first October extravaganza podcast will be on one of my all-time favorites, none other than Jason Voorhees. Will every word of this be official canon? Most likely not. But just sit back, relax, enjoy the story. Here we go. Jason Voorhees was born on Friday, September 13, 1946, in the small town of Crystal Lake, Ohio. Jason's parents were Elias and Pamela Voorhees. Elias was described as stoic, not terribly intelligent, burly, and a physically intimidating man who kept his hair short and, quote, scrubby. Elias had dropped out of high school and had become a bauxite miner, which is used to make aluminum, when he met and he married a teenaged Pamela. Their marriage was rocky at best. He barely earned enough money to pay the bills and he used his fists to vent his frustration on his wife. Now, one day Elias came home from work and found Pamela kind of mumbling to herself. When he asked who she was talking to, she said she was, of course, talking to her unborn son, Jason, who she could hear speaking back to her. As the months went on, her constant murmuring infuriated Elias and he continued to beat her. There was some talk that Elias wasn't actually Jason's biological father, that he had been the product of an unknown man raping Pamela, but no one knows for sure. So one evening, after being beaten, Pamela awoke Elias from his sleep and began to chop him up with an axe. She was doing, quote, what the voices in her head told her to do, as it was the only way to protect her and Jason, unquote. 
Pamela then put the dismembered pieces of her husband into bags, threw them into Crystal Lake, then blew up their decrepit trailer that they had been living in. Sources differ as to whether or not Pamela could supernaturally hear the voice of her unborn son, or if, perhaps, her act of violence was a consequence of her deep-rooted psychosis. So, after she was able to get some form of housing and started working as a short-order cook at a local diner. While working there, Pamela met David and Louise Christie, who told her about how they were reopening a campground on the lake. They asked her if she would like to be the camp cook for the summer season, and Pamela excitedly accepted the offer. That very night is when Jason was born, but he was a bit premature. Doctors discovered that he had been born with a severe facial deformity and hydrocephalus, which according to the Mayo Clinic is an extra fluid buildup in the cavities deep within the brain. The extra fluid puts pressure on the brain and can cause brain damage. It is characterized by head enlargement in infants. As they get older, they can experience headaches, impaired vision, cognitive difficulties, loss of coordination, and other issues. But to Pamela, her sweet, sweet Jason was just perfect. Now, being a single mother, Pamela kept herself and her son isolated for fear of the public reaction to her son's afflictions, being that his face was malformed. She went on to homeschool him to try to protect him from the other children who we all know can be particularly cruel. In June of 1957, 10-year-old Jason was caught by his babysitter mutilating and killing small kittens. The babysitter immediately called Pamela at work who came rushing home not to discipline her son, oh no, to coddle him and tell him that she would forever protect him. She quickly fired the babysitter and decided she would find some way to survive and stay home with Jason instead. However, the Christies hated to lose her for the summer, so they offered her and her son to come live at the campground so that she could continue to work there and be with Jason. Now, she dreaded taking him along with her because she was scared, after all, that the other children once they saw his deformed face, they would bully him and she would be too busy to intervene. But she really needed the money, so she accepted the offer. And sure enough, Pamela's instincts were correct. Almost immediately, the other kids began to taunt him. Over the next few days, the bullying escalated quickly and Jason decided to run away to escape only he ran straight for the dock at the lake. At this point, young Jason Voorhees was trapped. The kids shoved him off of the dock. He had never learned how to swim and Jason fought desperately for his life, but he ultimately drowned. Now there were two camp counselors that were supposed to be watching the children, Barry and Claudette, but they of course had taken off to the woods to have sex, therefore leaving the children unattended. Unfortunately, Jason's body was never recovered and Pamela was 
understandably overtaken with grief, and she left the camp. So Crystal Lake was subsequently closed due to the accident for the remainder of that season. The next year, they tried to reopen the camp, and Pamela begged the Christies to let her come back to work as the cook, and they hired her back. Only her motivation was that she had learned that Barry and Claudette had also been hired back, and again, these were the two that were, let's say, too distracted to keep an eye on the children. Just the mere sight of them made Pamela thinking about the loss of her young child and the negligence of the two, well, it made her snap. She found them having sex in one of the cabins. She murdered Barry and Claudette, whom she held responsible for losing her son. She believed that the pair reflected the, quote, sinful nature of all whose actions allowed her son to die, unquote. And interestingly, Pamela was not suspected for these murders. And year after year, every time someone would try to reopen the camp, Pamela would see to it that, quote, accidents happened that would force it to be closed again. Once there had been arsenic, other times it was flat out fires and arson. The locals called it Camp Blood. People began to believe that the grounds themselves were cursed, and they had no idea how true those words really were. Now, sources say Jason's corpse actually washed up on shore away from the lake. It reanimated and waited for his mother to find him. While he waited, he built this sort of crude shelter. He stole food from the camp and ultimately survived this way for 20 years. So fast forward to the summer of 1979. The son of the original owners of Camp Crystal Lake, Steve Christie, attempted to reopen the camp and he hired all of these construction people to rebuild the camp and make it nice and he hired local teenagers to help him run it. Pamela, still stalking the area, became enraged, brutally murdering him and all of his staff, save a girl named Alice. Alice was a resourceful girl, not letting her terror get the best of her, and she fought back, ultimately decapitating Pamela Voorhees with a machete. Once the ordeal was over, an exhausted Alice attempted to get some sleep, and she dreamt. In her dream, a young, decomposing Jason came bursting out of the water by the canoe that she was in and pulled her under. Unfortunately, a now grown, but still, I guess, zombie-stated Jason witnessed his mother being killed. He grabbed her sweater, the machete used to kill her, and her severed head and took them back to his shelter where he had constructed an altar to Pamela. He secretly and silently vowed to himself to exact vengeance upon anyone who dared to trespass on what he thought of as his campgrounds. So Jason Voorhees allowed himself two months to grieve before putting a burlap sack over his head with only one hole for his one good eye. He left the woods that he had not left in over 20 years to seek out his mother's killer 
He was able to track Alice down and broke silently into her apartment, stabbing her in the head with an ice pick. He then carried Alice's body back to his shelter and laid the body at the foot of his mother's shrine. And this was just the beginning of his mass killing spree. Jason began his career as a serial killer officially in the summer of 1984. A group of teenagers were hanging around a nearby lodge just a little too close to his camp. So Jason stalked them and killed them. He then encountered a police officer. He murdered him and put his body at the foot of his mother's altar. Jason went on to murder a further six teenagers, then hid in one of the cabins for the remaining two who had left the campsite to go into town. When the two returned, Jason knocked Paul out, then chased Jenny, where she ran straight into Jason's shack and where his shrine was. But you see, Jenny luckily was well aware of Jason's history. She quickly put on Pamela's sweater that Jason had saved and began speaking to him in a very authoritative manner, which did throw him off guard. At this point, Paul had awakened. He found the two and began to fight Jason. Jenny then took the machete off of the altar and stabbed Jason through the shoulder and thus knocking him out. Paul and Jenny went back to their lodge, but Jason wasn't finished. He recovered and he followed them back. Not having his mask, he crashed through a window and began attacking Jenny. She blacked out, and once she awoke, she found herself with the paramedics, but Jason and Paul were gone. So, after losing the sack that he wore over his head, he was given his infamous hockey mask by a boy named Shelley Finkelstein, then proceeded to continue murdering people that crossed his path. And though many have tried and have successfully injured or thought that they had finished Voorhees off, he continues to come back to kill and kill and kill. He is still known to wander around looking for his next victim. Some say he was trapped in an escape pod, sending it to the uninhabitable moon, thus ultimately killing and ending the threat that is Jason once and for all. But did they? Is that even possible? Thanks for listening.